know I gave it months ago. I know you're trying to forget. I know I gave it months ago. I know you're trying to forget. I know I gave it, gave it, gave it, gave it, gave it, gave it. Welcome back. I'm Marcus. And this is Cam. And we are two opinionated people trying to endure the trials and tribulations of adulthood and taking one step at a time and dealing with the Rona. We are here to bring you the mess of the week when it comes to ourselves, pop culture, and the world at large. You're listening to the Grown Folks Business Podcast. And as we always start things, first of all, I'm glad we're back. Camille, how are you? Man, I'm hanging <laughs> It's been a heck of a couple months. <laughs> it's been a, yeah, yep. It's been a lot. Yeah. This week was good, though. Um, I tried... I don't want to say I don't want to say try for the first time, but I kind of circled back to vegan food this week. Um, you know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. I feel like everybody's paying attention to the news, but yeah, I've been um, on it like a hawk actually. But go ahead. Yeah, I've been in, been reading a lot of things about um, you know a lot of the meat factories and the, the workers being sick and coming into work sick and like. You know, I was just like, you know what? Let me try to do like maybe a vegetarian vegan combination <laughs> this this week. Um, so I, I ordered from two different places, two vegan spots um, in Baltimore. Um, one of them was Land of Kush. I've had their food before. Got some mac and cheese, not mac and cheese, but like right. mac and cheese, air quotes, mm-hmm. <laughs> curry chickens, air quotes, and um, some sweet sweet potatoes. On point, delicious. Sounds the great. only thing is like. Like it's really starchy. That's the only thing. Like I'm not used to eating that heavy. Mm-hmm. Everything is very flavorful, delicious. But like I, my stomach was way too full at the end of the day. I was like, I'm not not liking that too much. You know what's funny about that? Uh, I just watched something, and I don't know if it was a show. I think it was a YouTube video actually. And somebody was talking about why they're not vegan, mm-hmm. and because she was, I guess, uh, on a grocery trip with her friend who is vegan and she was like yeah i'm just not trying to eat nothing bland today and the girl got so offended the vegan girl got so offended she was like it's not bland so it's funny that to hear that you know you had a very good experience with what you had and it was very flavorful so that's probably gonna make the vegans very happy that you represented them well (laughs) you gotta jazz it up like a lot of the stuff is within your control too unless you're eating like at a restaurant or something right even then, the next day, like I still had um, orange chicken, quote, mm-hmm. you know, but it was tofu, you know, and it was fl- it was flavorful. It was it was very good. Um, so like this week, I definitely ordered like everything that I ordered from Aldi this week was definitely the vegetables or like I, I didn't order any meat mm-hmm. this week, um, outside of like salmon patties. I just wanted to try their salmon patties, which right. are delicious. But um, you know, it's funny that you said that just on the note of like um, you kind of adopted that lifestyle for for a bit because of everything that's happening with, you know, people coming in sick and like just just seeing kind of all around the country how the worker like how the workers are being treated, really, uh, and how they're kind of being still pushed like by the major factories to still come into work if they're sick and still kind of perform, even though they're like kind of scared for their lives. Like it's been really like eye opening and um, sad to see all this stuff going on. People care more about money than people's well being. Absolutely. In, in a lot of instances, but um, besides like working my tail off, um, working from home, um, the highlight of my week was absolutely, it was yesterday. Mm. Um, I went on a, like a doggy play date for the first time with one of my friends and um it was like it was like four of us you know keeping it social distancing you know keeping it keeping it down to a minimum here right. went to a, like a huge park um let the dogs run loose for a little while and it was such a nice freaking day yesterday 70 degrees nice mm. breeze blowing sun was out everything was perfect until we got our football cut in the tree oh, and man. Like people, because people just trying to be funny. I'm sitting in a tree. Like one of the guys should have thrown a football to me so I can catch me. I caught in the branches. Like, and um, I was like, bro. Now, granted, it's a five dollar football. We could have went to the store and got another one, but that's not how we move out here in the streets. We ended up having to climb further up into the tree, roping, roping another rope around a branch, trying to shake the branch. Like, it's throwing water bottles at the football. It just turned into a whole ordeal. Like, but 
being in the tree for 40 minutes trying to get this football was actually a lot more humorous and fun than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the only downside is like when I got home last night, I was literally, I was covered in sap and sap is kind of like honey, like, or, or wax rather, where if you try to wash it off with water, that stuff don't come off easy. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that I was in pollen, like some of the worst like things you could possibly get on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was in a tree, running around with dogs, rolling in the grass. I'm like, damn, why am I acting like like a little kid? Like, I'm running after the ice cream truck, trying to get ice cream for everybody. Like, I got home yesterday. I was dirty. Like, dirty. Dirty. Like, on a different level of dirt. And then had to nerve stay up until 2 o'clock trying to decorate my my house. Like, Yep, well, look, it's like this time has brought that out of you like when else what other like when have you felt so overwhelmed to be outside that you needed to like do all that like you know what i mean like it, it's just a different time so you're taking full advantage of it yeah i wasn't i had a, I had a grand old time you that's know? great i like that <laughs> yeah so i was like all right you know i might have to i'm definitely gonna be running with the dog more like i see like he runs really fast he, he had a good time too so i was like yeah definitely yeah how about you? What's, had, what's, your, what's your week look like this week? This week has been very mundane. Uh, it's just kind of like been the same thing over and over and over. Like there, there isn't, it's funny because the lack of routine with out the outside or uh, the freedom to move around or, you know, just the fact we're all like locked in, the days run together, like, so in my situation, you have a job, right? Like you're, you're very, you're very much actively working. I'm, I don't have that. So there's no, there's like not much like look forward to each day. It's just very like same old, same old. So the days run together. And the only thing that kind of keeps me on track is these uh, therapy sessions that I've been able by the grace of God, really to have um, with my therapist at school. Like that's like really the only thing that is, at, a, at the same time every week, I kind of have to expect it. Like I kind of have to be up at that time. And even though, side note, I've been up. And when I mean my up, I've been like, um, I've I've waken up at, I want to say 8 a.m. very regularly uh, for the past few weeks. And that is like unheard of for me. So the most in the past, I, like the, the earliest I could get up in the past is like 9.30 really. Like that was like so early to me. And even that was like very rare. And now it's like pretty regularly that I'm waking up at 8 a.m., 8.15. And it's almost making me feel better because I'm like, okay, good. Because when I actually do get a job and, ha- and am expected to be somewhere before, you know, the time that I wake up in college, like I can actually do that. Like, it's not like it's going to be the end of the world for me to wake up at an eight or even like a seven. Because I've done it before. I- I've-, I've waken up before. It's just to know that um, I haven't been so deeply in a bad habit of waking up late that I can kind of, you know, will myself to get up earlier than that. And I still go to sleep pretty late. So it's not even like I'm changing my habits too much, but I don't know what it is about this, like this quarantine time, but I've been waking up very early. And with that, like I said, therapy has been really eye-opening, um, really helpful. Uh, it has been a little bit of sanity that I've had like one hour out of the week because otherwise it's been like I'm gonna be real, it's been pretty miserable in quarantine. Like it's not like it's not awesome, you know? Yeah, I hear you. So I have been able to kind of have that um in therapy. And then recently I was just looking at like what are kind of the steps I want to take after the outside opens up again. Um, what are my you know options? I was looking into different housing uh situations, um, rooming situations, whether I need to get in on like a look, I'm very much willing to get into a five person apartment and you know, just struggle to thug it out in the tiniest little living quarters because that's where I'm kind of that's, that's the kind of time I'm on right now. Like I'm I'm very much like willing to give up many of the comforts that I experience being at home to just kind of not just be out on my own because that's a huge part of it and like you know move on and stuff but a lot of it's like i also kind of just want to work in my in my field like i kind of just want to get things started i want to be a production assistant as soon as possible i want to be like i just i just kind of want to work for my own i want to be uh independent so uh and more than more than more than ever really so that's been the things that i've been thinking about this week um 
therapy, planning my escape, <laughs> and uh, dealing with the Rona. And it's not it's not been awesome. You probably run a room in one of your aunt's houses <laughs> if you if it really came down to it, probably for really cheap. And you know what? I've been thinking about <laughs> things like I've I've really been thinking about a lot. Like I'm I'm definitely set on what I want to do, but I definitely have a couple of backup plans, and they do involve moving in with people and moving in with uh, friends or family alike. So yeah, I hear you for sure. Let's uh, head into an ad placement, come back and talk about quarantine life. Uh, this is our quarantine episode. Let's talk about self care and how quarantine has been affecting us this. And we're back. Uh, Camille, how about we get started and talk about how quarantine has been affecting us uh, during this time? What has been going on with you? What have you been doing? Honestly, like when this first started, um, this was actually, it was really challenging for me to um, kind of get into the swing of like working from home and, you know, not being able to see everyone because my normal routine is like you know happy hours or at least going to like friends houses you mm. know catching up and not that you, we still can't do that over the phone but it's like it's, it's just different when you're you're literally just sitting in the house so like the, the first couple of weeks i was struggling i was struggling with being by myself in this house like this is the most time that i've spent with these dogs like and so i'm where they getting to know me i'm getting to know them they they got two completely different personalities which is crazy to say like right. sometimes think about animals and their personalities but like one is like that they're both halves halves of, of me one is mm -hmm. like hyper and then one is like just chill mm -hmm. um you know but i really had to kind of i don't want to say i'm in a routine but like i had to kind of kind of get myself together in terms of my mental health because it was suffering like like very very badly so in ways? like in ways that like if I, you, I'm not you, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. in by myself. You know this, like, mm -hmm. in terms of this, like, not having a significant other, not having like a best friend to talk to every day, like something like that. So me just having to sit in my thoughts and kind of like, unfortunately, but fortunately, mm -hmm. um, navigate some things that I hadn't really wanted to think about, like, like Marvin's death, and you know, like my relationships with different friends and family members that may or may not be serving me. Like, you know, no, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, in <laughs> being intentional. Yeah. Keyword, intentional. <laughs> being intentional with, like, making sure that myself and my mental health is taken care of myself. And this is, like, the first time that I've actually looked at myself and wanted to take care of myself. Not no one else, not this friend, not this friend, not that friend, not this family member, not that significant other. Literally yeah. myself. And that was a big step for me, like, you know, so sitting with that for a little while, not worrying about what everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. you know, kind of this logging out and, you know, just, just looking at myself. And luckily I have some interesting, you know, and positive people in my life that kind of suggested, hey, like, why don't you get back into meditation? That was something you enjoyed at one point in your life. Right. So um, I started doing that. I started meditating at least. Um, I try to do it at least once a day or twice a day. Sometimes when I, like when I wake up in the morning or before I go to bed or sometimes during lunch. And honestly, you make time it, for it. You know what I'm saying? I have to be intentional. <laughs> have you been uh, using the apps, or do you kind of just do what you know? Like, how have you been doing that? Because of the my brain and the way that it's active, I actually have to do the apps. Mm -hmm. um, I, sometimes I do guided meditations that are focused around certain things like anxiety or stress. Right, right. I, I, I enjoy those. Yeah, but before bed though, I usually just I do it like a um, like a soundscape. Mm -hmm. I just put like one that's like an hour on it and just make sure I go to bed to it. Makes my dreams really vivid, which is interesting. But um, see, I've never tried that, but I've heard a lot about it, and I actually want to try it. And I know that's something like when I when I have to really keep a routine as an adult and get a job of my own. Like those are kind of some practices that I want to do uh, because yeah, like I think something to help me get it. Like I don't have anything that helps me go to sleep. Like it's just like, and I think that's why I stay up all night to be honest. Like I don't have anything that's like, that's this is signaling I am and you know, reside into my bed um, for the rest of the night and kind of work to go to sleep. I have none of that routine kind of in me. And it's really because I don't have to. And that's almost the problem. It's like, I'm not using that time when I don't have to, to instill some of those things. But I do think that when I do need to, I want to like reach out or reach out. I want to try things like soundscapes or 
guided meditations or uh, like uh, white noises and, and sleep time methods because I don't have any of those. It's helpful. And also like writing down, not necessarily writing down your dreams, but like sometimes I have had gotten to the habit of writing down my thoughts, like even throughout mm-hmm. the day when I wake up in the morning, because I had this <laughs> this issue where like, I, you know, like I said before, like I had this, if something happens, I have to tell somebody. Yeah, I have yeah. to talk to somebody about it. I have to discuss it like uh, with someone. But like, it's like you, you literally don't like <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the people don't probably don't care. Like, yeah. so, I so, could benefit from a journal for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I started writing things down and that kind of filled like a little bit of a void that I was having with talking to people. Right. So now I'm just like, well, I don't really got to talk to anybody. I can just write it down. No, <laughs> like, really? Like, because then you don't feel like, you know, you don't feel like you are having to download all of your stuff on the people that may or may not care. And if they do care, that's like, okay, well, like how much do I care to be, you know, retelling a whole story? Like, is it really worth like sitting with the whole conversation? Like, did I want to have a whole conversation about it or did I just want to get it out? So that's important. No, and it feels good too. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm like looking for someone to talk to or someone to listen to me. It's kind of just like, okay, you have your thoughts, just put them down, like on some paper you know, and, and call it a day. So the, the good thing about that is like, it's, it's given me a lot of peace of mind. Um, you know, I don't really feel like I'm missing anything in my life anymore. Like in right. terms of needing something, someone to talk to, like, so that feels good. But um, it's also made me very like, like, I can't think of a word like, but, but like, I don't say isolated, but it's just like, I don't really feel like talking to people like I used to now. Yeah. Now I'm so content with just being with myself that I feel like when people are around, I kind of just, I don't want to say I can't wait for them to leave, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like, now I'm just like, all right, well, <laughs> all right, well, thanks for coming. You can, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and my I'm situation, a little bit like, so yeah, yeah. Look, my situation is kind of opposite because I haven't been interacting with many people at all. So I'm almost like, I almost, there's part of me that craves that, like, you know, I want to be around people. I want to see people that I care about. But then a lot of it's like, you know, you could easily pick up the phone and FaceTime these people, but I have no motivation to. So that kind of gets me to where I'm at because how quarantine's been, you know, how I've been dealing with quarantine has been different in that I've just felt no motivation for anything positive or productive. Um, Like I said, the days are just going by like there's no real you know difference to each day it's the weekends don't even feel like weekends the weekdays are just like are just days of the week like it it, it's kind of it's kind of sucky because i want to be the person that's like saying oh you know quarantine isn't that bad i'm making the most of it blah blah blah. but really that's not how it's been it's been pretty low and i think you know what it is i think that from what I've kind of like talked to the friends I do talk to about it, I find that if you're able to choose your quarantine, it's a lot different than for the ones that you're kind of like stuck with. So for the people that, you know, had to go home, right? Like if you had to be home, that's where you had to be because that's where your stuff is. That's where your family is, blah, blah, blah. But if you had a place of your own or if you had a significant other that you chose to be there with, you know what I mean? Like if you, I feel like if you had more choice in the situation, then there'd be less, that, that is a, almost like a direct uh, correlation to how well it's going for you. How do you think about that? Like, what do you think yeah. about that? And I agree with that. Like, cause especially like when there like was a point in time where I was ex- honestly excited to be in the house. But like when we first found out about this, like I was feeling like just exhausted from like school and work. Yeah. So I was like, man, I finally get to spend time with my in, in my house and spend some time with people that I really want to spend time with, and I just haven't really made the time to. So like my my first thoughts were like, oh man, this is gonna be a great time for like getting up in the morning, going for runs, like going on breakfast dates, and you know like okay. exchanging like books and talking about books and watching movies and staying right. up all night. And like I'm thinking like sleepover mode. This is gonna be the right. best thing ever. And then clearly that's not ended up what happened. That's not that's not how my situation ended up playing out. And it kind of turned into, okay, actually now you're by yourself with your thoughts. Yep. Deal with it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, 
like but you and i are different in a way that you you know you enjoy like being in the house and watching stuff this is not what i enjoy typically you know what's it, it, you it, look i would say that under normal circumstances and under normal circumstances you're right but i almost find that like it's because that it's like forced upon me that I don't feel that way. So right now I'm not like in my element. I'm not like enjoying myself. I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm such a homebody. This is fine for me. Like it was like that in the beginning. And in the beginning, I just tweeted this. this uh, the fact that you even like brought that up is, is uh, we're on the same, you know, we're, we're in sync again because I just tweeted about how quarantine was almost like the idea of quarantine. When we first were presented with it, like we all have to, you know, stay home uh, social distance, self-isolate and stuff. That idea sounded fun. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I can just like, you know, I was thinking about Netflix parties and uh, what else? I was thinking about like running and and working out at home and like getting all this stuff done. And I'm like, no, that's not what it ended up being. Just like you said, it ended up being you're alone and now you're here with your thoughts. And that's all it's been is that I'm here alone with my thoughts or I am running for my thoughts. So I'm like just uh, distracting myself with like YouTube videos and stuff, but nothing of like what I would have thought it was. It's not like I'm not having a great time. And like you brought up, I'm normally am that homebody. I'm that person that wants to stay in the house. But if anything, it showed me how much I miss, like how much I miss going out, miss interacting. I like, I was saying like, after like two weeks of being home, mind you, it's been like a month and a half now I feel, but, um, uh, after two weeks of being home, I was like, I can't wait to like, just kind of go out. Like I, I never want to go out. Like I, not never, but it's very rare if I want to go out. It's very rare if I want to uh, go get drinks. It's very rare if I want to go, you know, and, and now I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait to tip a waitress. Like what? Like I, I can't wait to, to go to the movies and do this and do that because those things are taken away from us um, for a good reason. Obviously like nobody's, we're not, we're not the protesters of this, but uh it's a, it's affecting us definitely, and 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 I think that I'm appreciating outside experiences more. So when I leave this, I would like to think that I would be less that homebody, and only really want to be the homebody when it when it makes sense, and not just you know you. I don't want my friends to think like, oh, he don't want to be, he's just gonna be in the house anyway. Like that's what a lot of my friends think, and and it's true because that's how it's been for a long time. But I don't want to be that person anymore because that's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, our choice was taken. That's what happened. You know, like, yeah. like yeah. our, our choice was taken. It's simple. Yeah, that changes things. I mean, like, I've kind of found the bright side of things, though. Like, I downloaded Duolingo, and like, I, I have it on my phone. I freaking love it. So yeah, like, I really look look forward to doing my little French every day, like for like fifteen minutes or whatever. Yeah. And the, I think the first thing that I'm excited to do, though, is I want to go to the movies. Like, I'm so excited to go to the movies again. Like, yeah. Now that I've like kind of been introduced to a new like, genre, but like, like you know, I was traditionally like a, a comedy kind of girl, like who kind of just like to laugh in the movie theater, and that's kind of it. Like I didn't really do the drama, like or anything like that. I kind of mm -hmm. went for one thing, and now I'm kind of just like, oh, let's dabble, let's dabble on some scary movies. I saw something else suspenseful that I, I think I told you about the Invisible Man, and I saw and I kind of liked it. Yeah, and I watched I, it too, and I liked it. Yeah, I was like, let me. Let me actually go see if I can experience one in a theater and see if I can like keep myself together. Right. Like having your heart beating like that, like in, in a house, is different than being like surrounded by. But <laughs> so I, that's something simple, but you know. No, for sure. Like on that note, like I actually watched uh, Invisible Man in theaters with my good friend Connor, and we uh, <laughs> when we were watching, I definitely was like getting that like kind of suspense, but I almost like wasn't scared. Something about some of these movies, it almost like, I don't know if I'm like not su suspended in disbelief enough because, or maybe it's suspended in belief. I'm not even sure how that saying goes, but I don't like, I'm not lost in it enough for me to be fully invested only because there's been many times during that movie where I was like, are you kidding me? Like I, I very much was giving like, like, this is not it or, or this, like why this happens very early in the movie and it's not, even a little bit of a spoiler, but like she's trying to run to a car, and I'm like, why are we like that? That, that stuff gets me like anxious because I'm like, why are you not running faster? Like, why? Why is the friend asking so many questions? Just drive, like stuff like that. You know, I, it, it only it almost takes me out of the movie because of how much I'm thinking. Like, this is so impractical. Like, why are you not having enough like uh, pep in your step? Like, you need to run. Yeah, 
people stupid. That's why. That, that honestly, I remember what you, exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, what yeah. are you doing? I remember <laughs> like, saying that. I don't know, but I'm really like just excited for 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 new experiences. Like yeah. so, you know, just that's what I really love about like meeting new people or having friends that are trying new things. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I try the thing too, and let's experience the thing because like you can learn so much from like people who are from different places or who have grown up differently than you. So I'm kind of like excited to like go out and like definitely like experience the new things when this is over. Or, or even right now, like I said, I've been doing the language thing, just trying to. You know, it's kind of dabbling some different things that maybe I normally win. Like, you know, I tried insanity, it destroys my knees. I was mm-hmm. asked, I'm trying to do it, but it's like it's a lot. I don't know if it's worth it. Just wait. I don't even know if it's worth it. I need my knees. I I need them. So <laughs> gotta take it down a match, but you know, just trying to stay active. Yeah. Um, so you know, whatever you may call that for like self-care and quarantine, because I, I like to hear that you're being productive with your time or at least trying to, and you know utilizing things like duolingo or uh you know just trying to make the most of it because i'm so over here it's that's not happening like with i have the best intentions i have you know all the you know want in the world for it but like it's just not happening over here so pray for me but um to talk about uh coping with like the almost unrealistic expectations of this time because i think it goes well with this conversation um i think in the beginning like especially the first couple weeks we were like you know, everybody was like, oh, I'm going to learn a new, like for you, for example, I'm going to learn a new language uh, or just, you know, incrementally, I guess, but I'm going to read like a thousand books. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to like do all these like things that you may have had on your, on your list, on your bucket list, on your to-do list and get them done and just, and, and have to put out there on social media that like you are just the above average productive person. You were doing it all. You were making it all happen. And that has not been my experience. Like I kind of said before, but not only that, it's almost been like unhelpful to me to have that, um, that uh, image out there. Right. So like for me, what I found is it comes off as disingenuous, but also like low-key damaging. So it's kind of damaging because that's not everybody's story. And that's not most people's story, to be honest. And it's almost just like the the mirror of social media where everything's perfect. I look perfect. You know, I, I'm living life. I'm traveling and everything. Now all those people switch to, oh, I'm doing this, 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 this all at the same time. And I did it in a week and you can do it too, but you need to get your fat ass up. And that's like not um, been it. So what have you thought about, because you are doing some productive things. So what have you thought about, like, maybe some of those images that you've seen of people that are putting out there that, like, no, they're getting it all done? I mean, I feel like the way that people create expectations for other people is kind of like, well, what are you doing? You know, because yeah. I'm sure you've probably seen the memes that are like, if you're just sitting around doing nothing, yeah. you're doing it wrong. This is the most time that you're going to have. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah your business some people have been working so hard they need a break you know what right. i'm saying absolutely i'm the reason i'm that person is because like i have not had time to do anything that i've enjoyed like or more like i have not made time let me stop i have yeah. not made yeah. time yep, yep. to do anything that i really truly enjoyed in a very long time so now i'm, the, I'm like now but i can't act like i wasn't one of those people like you said that try to do all the things i downloaded mm-hmm. some audible one of which i was reading with one person and then the other it was one that was recommended to me. I started both of them, still have not finished them just mm-hmm. because it's like, all right, you're trying to do too much. You're trying to work. You're trying to go to school. You're trying to do two big books. You're trying to learn a language. You're trying to run. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, all right. All you those- sounded like the Everest commercial, by the way. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Although we have more time, that does not mean you need to fill every moment of the day with something. Just relax. Yeah. But you know, that also had a lot to do with me like not trying to face my thoughts. You know, so Absolutely. Like, busy let me just be make silly videos and like send an album to every single one of my friends and talk about it you know what i'm saying yeah. like, i've been really with the, with the music lately me and my, we've been exchanging music something crazy over mm-hmm. over the internet so right now like but um i mean like i feel like mind your like i feel like it's one of those like mind your business like let right. people do let people do them like everybody doesn't need the same expectations. Like some people need a break. Some people just want to enjoy their partners or enjoy their families while they have time to enjoy them. Um, but I mean, this is one of those things where people are going to have to navigate in ways that are 
best for them and not worry about other people. Like, shout out to the people. I know it's mostly, I'll say it's mostly Capricorns. You know, we hard workers out here <laughs> <laughs> who are, you know, taking, making the most of this time and, and, you know, taking their businesses to new levels and, you know, making new content and putting it out. I mean, shout out to y'all, but like that ain't, that ain't everybody, you know? Right. Right. It's not everybody. And it's uh, not, it's not like, you know, it, it's just almost not like realistic to expect that of every person to, just spring into action. Like this is like, some of the best, like most comforting messages that I've seen have been people saying like, this is not normal. Like this is not a normal time. You know, this is very like, this is, we're going through like something very serious and it can affect people a lot to know that there's like growing numbers of death rate, you know, or the death rates growing and, and, uh, and cities that you, are very familiar with are under, you know, such huge, like, impact because of this. And um, so, so it's not a normal time. Like, it's not like everybody's just getting like, like fun time at home to just work on all the things like, no, we're going through it. There's a reason why we, we were not outside. Like, that reason can affect everyone. And, and pretending like, you know, oh, my life's just so like nothing stops. Like you just kind of keep the hustle going. It's like that that's not realistic. Almost disingenuous. So um I relate, but in that time, I found I relate more to the people that are just kind of like honest and open about this stuff. Like if you if your brand is go, go, go and make it happen, that's great. But if you can also acknowledge, yo, shit's rough, like stuff's going on right now. Like th- this uh there's a pandemic outside, like take care of yourself first before you start go, go, going. It, that makes me connect with that person way more and maybe the message resonates and and that's more motivation than anything just just acknowledging it you know because otherwise you're just like just kind of lying about 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 the circumstances so um that's what i found i've also found in quarantine that um doing that similar thing on social media is really important so i think i've shared on this podcast before but I've always um, connected more with Twitter more than any other uh, social media, especially not Instagram, because Instagram you always just see as like, you know, the facade, the facade social media uh, and Facebook is Facebook, right? So if anything, Twitter is the one that you can share the, you know, your actual thoughts, your actual opinions and what's going on and, and everybody's going through it. So you kind of just lament together or, or you celebrate your successes, whatever, but like you just kind of are transparent because you have to have a personality on there because it's your thoughts, right? So that's why I've always been like, I've always felt connected to that app, but I've recently found you can experience those same things on social media. The, this might go to a deeper uh, conversation that I want to, I want you to get on, get in on with me about self-acceptance. But what I found when it comes to social media is I like my posts best on Instagram, let's say. If I'm not like out here doing too much, if I'm not like trying to keep up with everybody else, post that I'm here, post that I'm there, uh, post that I'm doing something like, and, and you know what? And the posts that I show my personality the most, what's really going on or how I really feel or my real faces or like whatever, when I do that, you get, I, I see it, at least, I get more engagement. So why? do I get so down, not down, but why do, why, why do I like kind of subscribe to the, you know, the thought of Instagram that is the keeping up with the Joneses and kind of putting on that fake facade that everyone does. Why do I think of that before I post when not only do I enjoy putting myself out there as myself more, the people that follow me and the people that I'm friends with, they, they respond to that better anyway. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're conditioned though. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm tr- that's I guess my 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 ponderance. I don't know if that's the word, but me thinking of, yeah, it is the word. Me thinking about all of that comes from like acknowledging, yeah, we're conditioned. I want to get out of that conditioning, you know. Yeah, I mean that, that happens over time though, because I'm like I'm the opposite of you, where like I don't particularly care for Twitter that much. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's never been my thing. I'm, you know, I don't I don't really like people knowing my thoughts like in that in that set in that format rather. Right. But if you look at my Instagram, you'll see there are a lot of long personal posts about like things that I've been through, like lessons that I've learned mostly. Right. 
my blog is basically surrounding my thoughts and lessons that I've learned. And that kind of just came with like, hey, this is actually me. Either you like me or you don't mm-hmm. like, you know, but I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to, to see what you're getting into if you decide to either be involved with me or be friends with me. And, you know, you can figure out that, hey, maybe this is a person I want to be around or you can figure out like, hey, she has a lot going on and a lot of which I don't want to be involved in. And I'll just keep it pushing, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, yeah, I, I don't like secrets like and I'm I, at this point in my life, like and it took me years. So I hear you like but it took me years and years to, to be like this, because when I was around your age, like, unfortunately, like I was one of those ki- those people that I literally I posted a picture on Instagram every day a Damn. stage picture Damn. like and that's just being honest like the and i posted it uh, around the time you know being a marketing major you know what the times are right 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 <laughs> posted at the time where i knew it would get the most exposure and that was before the algorithm existed yep. um but you know i knew it would get the most likes like right after class right before the, you know like or you know you know what i'm saying like when yeah. i knew people were active and because i wanted people to see me as this this person and that was actually really important to me and then I got older and I was like, yo, like, <laughs> be yourself. People are going to like you for who you are. Like, it's just, it's, it's fine. But it, that came along with, you know, me having to, you know, like you said, accepting myself for who I am. Um, and I'll say this one more thing. Um, but the, the, the biggest thing that I was hiding for such a long time is like my struggle with my anxiety and like my mental health, just my mental health in general. Right. Um, and even in relationships, like it was just like, you know, if I feel like I'm I, I'm about to have an anxiety attack or I'm having a really bad day, like, I'll be like, hey, you know what? Can we just reschedule? Like, I I was so quick to, like, back away from, like, my partner or my friends in, in times when my mental health was the worst because I didn't want them to not love me or not like me anymore because of my behavior. Right. And it, it took, like, having a conversation with, like, my boyfriend at the time. And he's like, look. He was like, is, is this, if this is part of who you are, you know, like we can learn how to navigate this together, like as mm-hmm. a unit, like this is going to be something that you, you may or may not deal with for the rest of your life. And if we're going to be together for life, then I want to, I want to learn how to navigate that. And then, you know, going from there and like writing down my triggers and things like that kind of made me, you know, realize like, Hey, like this thing is a part of you. You can't just like keep pushing it away. And maybe if you talk about it with other people, like people, you know, may or may not have similar, like be going through similar things as you, which is where the, the blog kind of came out and where my posts came out is like, hey, dealing with my anxiety and blah, 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 blah. But like, it took me years to, to mm-hmm. get to that point. So, I mean, I tried to feel, I feel you like on, on, and where you, where you were with that and navigating like both of them. I tried to totally get that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you do make the point that it takes a while. And I think that looking back, that's been the timeline for me, right? Like I've had the the long period of time where I've thought these thoughts and, or, or felt like negatively or whatever, um, whether it comes to social media or just myself. And then college was like a jump start and like having to kind of uh, address those feelings. And not only that therapy, even more so because then it's like, now I'm confronting them. Like, I'm not just having to like face them. I'm like in front of them, but like dealing with it now. So it's almost jump started like where I'm at in my process. I feel, if, I felt like if I didn't go through, college and then therapy I wouldn't be on the track that I'm at now and where I'm at now is very much like I want to only put out things that are true to life true to me um that I feel comfortable with that I feel confident like in you I almost I, I want to get to a place on like things like Instagram where like you don't even think about who would be liking who would be on the other side of it like it, it's up there because I want it up there type of um you know feelings and that's a work in progress, but like, I, I do want to get out of conditioning that I know Instagram has mostly, but uh, social media in general, I, I just want, and, and then that goes to the greater point of like, like I said before, self-acceptance and life, things that I've had to confront in quarantine, like the thoughts that I've had in myself has just been like, you have not really been living life for you all the way. Like you have not been like living your life fully and whatever that may mean. And like for you and that, like, if, if anything needs to change, like, coming out of quarantine, like, that that needs to change for me. Like, you really only get one life. It's so short. And 
why spend your time doing anything but live into your fullest and like what makes you happy, what makes you most comfortable. And just because like, then I don't want to live out here regretting everything. Like the last thing I want to do is, is look back and be like, oh, I wish I did this, wish I did that. I just want to be able to be like, I lived and like that happened. And like, I don't care who was there with me. Like, I don't care who felt negatively about it or felt or, or was there along the journey, like, or who dropped along the journey. That's what I mean. But, um, I've been confronting a lot of those feelings because it's really important for me coming into adulthood and getting out on my own that like, I really just live and like do me, you know what I mean? Like that's, that, that that's gonna be more important for me than anything. That was a good uh, conversation about um, quarantine and how that's been affecting us. We're going to take a break here and get to a sponsor. But once we come back, we're going to talk about the impact our parents had for us on, had on our lives for a bit. And then we're going to try exercise. That's I think is really fun about uh, talking to our senior year of high school self. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So, uh, Camille, how about you start us with uh, something you brought up when we were preparing for the show? Uh, introduce what the impact our parents have had on us and what that conversation looks like. The reason I was thinking about that in the first place um, is because recently um, I had this, this thought that I'm I'm too, I'm too giving. Um, I think someone also said this to me and it kind of, kind of, I kind of sat with it for, for a little bit. And I was like, it's like too giving. I'm like, I'm, I'm, but I'm naturally a giving person. I like celebrating people. I like celebrating their wins. I like making people feel better when they're sad. That's just who I am. And it's who I've been for a very, very long time. And I never thought it was a bad thing because I never really wanted anything from it. You know, some people do things because they want things. Absolutely. Like you, you you do things because you want people to do that for you. Right. And I don't think I've ever really navigated like that. You know, I've, I've always been like, hey, I want to celebrate my friends and my significant and my family because it's who I am. And I was looking just at my, my dad and my dad has always been this guy who always did nice things for people, for older people, for younger people. Like he, even right now, like in the middle of all this craziness, this man sent me a whole box of oatmeal cookies, my favorite, mm -hmm. um, and banana bread, also my favorite. <laughs> and, it's, and it has also been cooking, like and baking for people in his building and going to the store for old people. Like, and I was fussing him out because I, you know, I didn't really want him out in the craziness, you know, cause he's at, he's at risk because mm -hmm. of his age whatever, you know, but I had to sit down for a second. Cause I'm like, my dad, like literally has always been that person planting flowers for people, bringing people flowers on mother Mother's Day, like giving people, giving people something like right. all this. And then looking at my mom and how my mom has celebrated her friends or, or you know, tried to bring family or our family together in different instances and making her house available for different holidays, you know, things like that. Like, I'm just like, my parents have, are extremely giving people and kind people. And I just it never occurred to me that that's something that would, that would trickle down or has trickled down to me it made me, it kind of shaped a little bit of my personality. Now, granted, there's a lot of other things that also came from their personalities <laughs> that, you know, that I may or may not be proud of. Like, right. you know, of course I have my dad's sense of humor, but I'm also stubborn like him as well. Like sometimes I don't like being told the thing that, that I know I should be considering that I don't be considering. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. I'm to be told about myself, you know, and that's him. <laughs> you know, and also like, you know, making sure, you know, my, my mental health is intact because I know there are things that, that come, you know, come down from my mother's side also that are, that are impactful. But I was really looking at a lot more of the positive things that have came from my, my parents. Like, um, like one thing is like never showing up to some, to a, to a party empty handed, like no matter what it is, like, I don't care if it's a cycle, if it's a baby shower, or it's just like, oh, somebody invited you over to watch a movie or someone like usually I always bring something. Because that's what I was taught. Like I was, I was never taught to to just show up. Or if you show up empty-handed, help with something, help clean mm -hmm, something, mm -hmm. help pick something. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. That I'm realizing that most people, not most people, but some people just don't have that type of training. Like, and the older I get, the more I'm watching other people navigate, and I'm just like, my mom would knock me out. Not, like not knock me out, but she would she would be looking at me funny if I didn't, you know, if right. I didn't. Ask, um, like when I'm invited over to people's house for Thanksgiving, like you, I always ask the mom if they need help or anything. I don't care if it's a barbecue, Thanksgiving, July. I don't, I don't care what it is. I always ask, do you need help in the kitchen? Like that's literally just one of those things. Like, 
and even like the one thing, <laughs> and you're clearly in my family, so the one, but, but I know we haven't spent that, that many holidays together, but the one thing that was always like the big thing was like making a play for your man. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, I've dated people that are just like, I can, you know, I've, I can make my own play. You ain't got it. But, I, and I know that, but like, then your family looking, you ain't gonna make a play for that boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. He makes plays, he makes my plays and nine out of 10 of the time. Whenever right. So it's not like, but it's just, it's, it's interesting, like kind of looking, I was, you know, as, as much as I like harp on like the negative things um, that, that have impacted me, like in terms of like the way that my parents navigated around me or didn't navigate, <laughs> I, I had to look at, I had to look at something, you know, positive, you know, that, that has, that actually occurred and be like, Hey, like, although like, you know, people may or may not acknowledge like the way that you celebrate them. Like, I'm happy that I'm this person. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm the giving person that I am, you know, and I'm, I'm going to stick with that, you know? So that, that's kind of where I kind of started with that. Um, and I, I kind of just was piecing different parts of my personality uh, together and seeing what, from what parent they came, they came from and things like that. That's kind of where I was with that. That's very, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I don't know. For me, I think on that note of, uh, you know, the impact that your parents have made, like seeing maybe things about yourself or your personality traits or just actions that you may have uh, and kind of attributing it right to them. I don't know. Because for me, I'm in it right now, right? Like I, I don't have the hindsight uh, and I, I don't, I haven't been away from them to know what are those same things. I I don't even think I've been really told too much about how my personality may be that much more simple or less about uh, personality, but more like actions and mannerisms and, and values and things, uh, how they connect with how my parents are. But I do see a lot of the negative, um, kind of like you brought up, like how the, how they may or may not be, and in my case, not be navigating around me um or with me really uh i'm in the i'm in the like you know the thick of that so when it comes to that imp that impact conversation unfortunately right now i only do see the the things that i would change like the things that i don't care for the things that i want to do better you know like i brought this up when we were kind of getting prepared for the show but uh, and I said this to friends before, and I don't know how controversial this is, but for a long time, like I didn't, or growing up anyway, the last thing that was on my mind was kids. Like the last thing when people were like, oh, you know, thinking about my, you know, family. Well, I was never thinking about that. I've always thought about what I want to do for my career and what I want to do, like, you know, the place I want to live. That's what I was dreaming about. Like, you know, the tweets that are like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all dreaming about your families and I'm dreaming about the apartment I'm gonna live in. Like that, that was always me. Um, but in the last couple of years, I was like, yo, like I might consider having kids one day. Um, you know, I'm I'm now on that on that side of considering it. And that's only because I want to be better. I want to be a better parent. I think that our generation has the benefit of knowing a lot and seeing and like being able to like see how things have affected us. Like a lot of us go to therapy. A lot of us see the value in therapy. A lot of us are more open-minded. A lot of us have uh, experienced a lot of different things. Like, you know, like we, we've experienced different people and we've, we, we also have the benefit of the internet and we were connected with so many things and so many people that with all of that, I think, I do think that we'll, as a generation, just be better parents. Um, we know the thing, the little things that stick with children because we know it is stuck with us, you know? Like, so for me, a lot of that is just like breaking generational curses. Parents aren't talking to their kids. They're talking at their kids. They're expecting things of their kids. They're not really learning their kids. They're putting on like they're putting their kind of mess onto their kids. And those are none of the traits that I want to take into the next generation. So I don't have the hindsight like you do to be able to like, oh, you know, that 
pleasant thing that my parents do is something that I value. I don't have that right now. I hope to think that. But I, have to, I think I have to be outside of that situation. But currently, I'm just like, yo, like I want to break generational curses. I want to I not continue harmful traditions and harmful growing experiences. That's important to acknowledge, like, especially in our, in our family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was on that uh, for a little while, probably maybe a year or two ago, when, in terms of like navigating my anxiety. I was mm-hmm. like, I literally have to get this, this, this down pat because I do not want my children to enter the house and be afraid to talk to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was just like, I have to also acknowledge that I have this issue, me hiding it and trying to keep it under wraps and, you know, not talking to my friends about it, not talking to my partner about it does not make it go away. It just makes it harder to navigate by yourself. Like, you know, so it's, it's, that's kind of where I started with like, Hey, I got to go to counseling or I got to be more intentional with being and, and sharing them with people. But then I realized, honestly, everybody's not ready like for that mm-hmm. and some people just simply dismiss you like like out of their lives completely if you show a side of yourself that they're not ready for or they're mm-hmm. not willing to deal with and that's scary that that's very scary like you know it's like you can you can you know think you have a strong relationship with somebody or a, a strong foundation and then you share you know a thing or some things with them and then they're all of a sudden like yeah nope yeah i'm good on it and that's what I've always kind of struggled with, like oversharing or undersharing, you know, but it's like one of those things where like, that's something that I learned from, you know, being at home, you know, you while watching a parent try to navigate like mental health with a partner or without the partner and, and seeing how that has impacted the child, which is me. Mm-hmm. Like so now I'm kind of on a different, you know, different spectrum that you are with the kids thing. Cause I'm like, yeah, for a minute I was like, Oh, I want to have this perfect this this perfect not perfect family but like oh yeah I'm gonna do the kids thing the marriage thing and like the, the you know the traditions and the, because I want something different and more functional and, and with more open communication than what was in, in my face growing up you know but even even more now it's just like I'm, I'm looking at how selfish our generation is like and how people are only worried about themselves it's just like being able to even find a partner who's who's willing to you know put put their put their kids first or or you know be able to to be willing to navigate you know relationships like with with dealing with their own mental health and even your child's mental health mm-hmm. like if you know in a, in a gen in a, in a time like this where people are being bullied online and like there are more their kids commit suicide over instagram messages yeah. like things like that is also are also things that i think about like i'm like man i'm i'm 27 just now kind of still navigate my mental health. I can't even imagine having a, a, five, a four-year-old or a five-year-old who's being bullied at school like and having to deal with or, or, or navigate their, you know, their, their mental health issues as well. Like, so that's kind of like just something else, I, you know, I thought about, but it starts with being intentional, you know, <laughs> like, like, like we always say, like, so, I mean, I hear you. No, definitely. Um, and I think there, that's a whole conversation in and of itself of like, you know, the, the relationship and the person that's willing to kind of go in with you um, and that, you know, fully. So that's some, maybe something we can explore in the future. Cause that's, I, I definitely have thoughts on that for sure. Um, and I think that I just want to say this even before we end the segment and, I'll, and then, and then eventually like uh, in, in a few minutes end the show, but grown folks business podcast for me and for both of us, I'd like to say uh, it's really been about, trying to bring up those conversations that maybe we're seen as like, you know, too grown for the kids table or too grown for the kids table only meant for the grown folks, like kind of that that's grown folks business. Like you shouldn't be, you know, talking about stuff like that and really bringing it down to like, no, this is like everyone's conversation. This is our conversation and we have more of it. Right. So I'm glad we even kind of delved into the topics that we talked about today, whether it was how we're dealing with quarantine and, and then eventually you know, the impact that our parents had on us because this stuff is important. And I think just getting this out for me, it's meant a lot already. Um, so with all that being said, we're going to cut uh, one more time for another break and get to the, uh, an ad. Um, and once we come back, we're going to try a little exercise to wrap it on up on a high note. And um, I think that that will be fun to close out. So uh, let's get an ad in from our sponsors. 
And we are back. Uh, this is our last segment of the show. Thank you for listening already. Um, Camille, again, uh, another killer topic that you brought up. How did you come to this uh, advice to senior year of high school ourselves? Uh, what, what was your thought process going through that? And then let's get into it. Uh, well, you know how I am with, with reflection. Yes. Um, and like, I think as of as of late, I've kind of been thinking about like, if there were things that I can change in like in the past, like, cause I know, I know like it's 2020 now, who knows the time travel even exists? Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, like, who knows what's going on? But um, I think it really has me looking at like if I were if if I was given the chance to go back and either change a decision that I've made or go back and maybe talk to my younger self, um, like like what what would I want to tell myself, you know, or or what friendship would I want to make or not make, or you know, what person should I have avoided? What person should I have actually been more intentional being friends with? Like I was I was just think, having that conversation with myself. Um, um, but the first thing I came across, like, I was like, I, the first thing I would probably tell myself, like, is say yes. Like, when people are asking you to do things, like, like j- just say yes. To, when you want to join things, say yes. <laughs> like, when I was in school, because I was such a, like, I won't say I was a goody-goody, but when I first got to got to Towson, like, I came from the, like, hey, no, I'm not drinking. No, I'm not doing this. You know, I was trying to stay, you know, deep in my, my morals and my values here, which I For think sure. is a beautiful thing. You know, but I think there's also a level of like you can experience things while you're this age. It's okay. You literally don't have to be the most mature person in the room. Like, just do the thing. Like, you know, so it's that that was kind of the first thing I was like, yo, just you should you should have said yes to a lot more things. Like, honestly, the reason I actually really stumbled upon this is because I had a dream. Um, I I think it might have been last night or the night before. Um, that I was on a track team at Towson University. And that was a really big thing for me that I really wanted to do, but I opted out because I didn't want, I didn't I didn't just want to be an athlete. Mm. I didn't want to be labeled as just an athlete and just have athlete friends because that's what I saw happening. And I wanted to be able to have a, a variety of friends and not be going to track meets every weekend and not having to be ch- training on the off season. Like, that's not what I wanted. But I kind of like, long-term, I was like, oh, I wanted to be a track athlete so bad in college because yeah. I ran in middle in high school, it just feels so silly to not have done that, but like, you know, or be more invested in like some of the clubs that, that I was in. Um, but that was, that was definitely something I would, I would want to go back and tell myself. Um, I'll share the two other ones just cause they're not like long. Um, the next one was like build your network. Um, my freshman, sophomore year, uh, I was, I was a partier. I wasn't drinking, but I was at every freaking event. And I wish I would have been more intentional with actually like connecting with these people and, and getting their contact information. You know what I'm saying? Cause like it's partying with somebody is one thing, but like being able to build a foundation of a relationship is another. And a lot of these people like are very successful now. Like, and I'm like, shoot, I should have like granted, like I'm, I'm still friends with a lot of these people, like social media friends and stuff like that, you know? But I think if I would have been more intentional with um, like with being careful when it came to building my circle, um, the way that I move as an adult would be a little bit different, you know? So I would definitely go back and be like, Hey, you know, make sure you're building your network with, with valuable people. Not, not that, not that the people that I met are not valuable. That's not what I'm saying. But with like the, this being intentional with like thinking about your future when you're, when you're building your friend group is all fair. Um, and the last one was, is a big one was, is don't compare yourself to others. Mm. Um, yeah, because I was I was really really critical of myself, um, more so than I am now, which is saying a lot considering. But um, coming from you know t- coming from South Jersey, where you know like we country, <laughs> like we we country that down South Jersey, like and I got to Towson and like you know the stereotype of the light skinned woman. It was it was completely different than than I knew in South Jersey, which means all these girls were dressing real nice and their hair was real curly and everybody got freckles and everybody walking around with coach track coach Prada bags and designer wear and and all and they're all army brats that got daddies that live in their house with them. And I was just like, what is this place where people have families that stay together? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this place where you have a father in your household? All my friends, none of my friends have dads. Like, what is this place where you you don't shop at Marshalls? What you mean you shop at the mall? Like, I don't get it. I don't. You get your hair. You get your hair. What you you buying? What type of weed? Where? How much was that? Like, it was such it was such a, like an eye opener 
for me, like being around a different type of, of black people, like, you know, and it was, and I was so like, man, well, my, well I need those nice things. And I need, I need to be like pretty like that. And I need to, and I, and I, and that comes a lot with, you know, being like insecure, you know, and not loving yourself and not, you know, being, being confident in your own abilities. And I came from South Jersey, not knowing that I was this, this person and I and got to Towson and I was like, yo, what is this? So I think the biggest thing I would say is like, yo, it doesn't matter what these people are doing. Like, be do you, be you. <laughs> like, and just leave it at that. Yeah. You know, it's always funny when you tell that, uh, like, tell those stories, at least to me, because it almost, like, it puts in perspective, like, how different even, and we're, like, we, we grew up, like, one town over. Like, sometimes when you tell your story of, like, growing up where you grew up, it is different than what I experienced. Um not like not too different right but like it's different enough where i'm like oh wow like so just hearing that again i'm just like oh shoot like we we did grow up differently like uh again not entirely differently we're in the same area for the most part but some of those things you said i was like okay um yeah all right so i like a lot of the advice that you gave i think that i would have taken that or some of that um and for me i think going through what i did something that immediately came up to me um, was that I should have, or should have, but I should, anyone really should, similar to what I was bringing up in the beginning of the episode, live your life fully, just live it. Like with, when you go off to college, especially if you don't go to like your state school and you kind of go like, you know, away from like most people, you don't have many people that went to your high school with you. Use that time not to reinvent yourself and to be corny and like make a new persona and like put on a front, but like based on what you think others want and it's not really you or at least all the way you, then what happens when you like choose to be your full self, right? Are those people going to stay around? Probably not. Cause now you're a new person to them Un- unbeknownst to them that that was you all along, but you just, you just took forever to kind of get there. So I think that from the beginning, from, from the second you touch down, it's going to be hard. Uh, that's another thing. It's going to be hard. Like my experience in college was hard. Um, I think my, my, my second thing is that it's not going to be everything you thought it was going to be. And you kind of have to be adapt to that, right? Like you have to just be ad- adaptable and just kind of roll with the punches. And everything is not going to be the kind of beautiful thing that you made it or that you thought it was going to be when you first got there because everyone has the kind of ideal college experience that they thought they would have before they go in. And then when they get there and they realize, oh, shoot, it's not really working the way I thought it was, accept that accept it and move on from it and keep moving and make the most out of it and make the most out of it and make the most out of it. Um, to be like my advice too, but side note, uh, be very cautious with what you join, what you put your money to. And th- that's literally no shade. Like my quick experience is I joined a fraternity when I got to college. I never uh, wanted to join a fraternity. I don't regret it for a second. I don't, but I, th- I think the lesson in that is know when things are serving you and when they're not leave. Uh, there's, there's time and money that I put towards something that I wasn't fully invested in. I feel like you should be invested in everything that you you're in. Like you should, you should want to be where you're at. So if you don't want to be there, don't be there. Like don't waste your time. Don't waste other people's time. So that was advice to be number three. Uh, is take advantage of all your resources in that time. In most colleges, they give you gyms, they give you, you know, computer applications, Adobe Suite, they give you all of the high-tech things, they give you a 3D printer in some colleges, like, use it, you're paying for it, use it all, use up the food, use up the, you know, the spot in the in the library that you never go to, sit there, use up the the quad or use up the like outdoor space, be everywhere. You should touch every inch of your college that is accessible to you before you leave there. And I'm, I can say for the most part, for the most part, for the most part, I have, and I'm proud of that uh, point. And then lastly, this is number four, but lastly, uh, this really just kind of like wraps it all up in a bow just for both of us. Your experience is your experience. There is no right way. There's no wrong way. Don't regret it because you lived it. It's yours and it's unique to you. Live your life and you won't regret it. So let your experience be what it is. Uh, you know, if you're if you don't get the black experience, if you're black, or if you 
the Hispanic experience if you're Hispanic. You got your experience, right? Like you got your black experience because you're black. So you got the black experience through your eyes. You got the Hispanic experience. You got the trans experience, the gay experience. Like you got your experience and make the most of that. And like I said, be adaptable and don't beat yourself up for something that you can't control. Just keep moving forward. There we go. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to talk to us on social media, my social media is at Marcus C. Palmer on both Twitter and Instagram. Reach out to me. Uh, or I do, definitely want to hear from you. Camille, where can I find you? On Instagram, uh, at Love Okay, great. And um, let's keep the conversation going. I think we got some great ideas out there. And I know there's um, an audience that it, this resonates with. So uh, share if you care. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, bye. Marching your back.